Um, what people find surprising, I suppose, every time they meet me, one is that I'm not as tall as they think I am. <laughs> this is The Undefinables, an exclusive investtech ahead of the curve podcast series. I am your host, Ulisani Ravele, and in this series, we're chatting to eight South African game changers who are undefinable, who are changing the way people think of career paths. But today, we want to find out behind the CV, behind the business card, behind the LinkedIn profile, what really makes these mavericks out of the ordinary. Sivuyi Lemadikana is a perfect example. He's a medical doctor, but also a digital health innovator and a health advocate. Plus, he's currently finishing off his master's degree in public health. And Dr. Sivu, you were saying people are often quite surprised when they meet you in person. It's always been like a challenge for people to to kind of grasp together the, the Sivu that they see on Instagram, who's very fashionable, who's was this individual that they always like they follow for fashion but then they also realize that actually he's an academic as well so when they meet me in person it's always I'm trying to marry the two like oh you're an actual person and yeah actually quite serious so I'm, I'm a very I, I find myself to be a very like grave person in when you meet me but uh I can also be very chilled as well. So I think people find that very interesting. So you think people have this one idea of this is what a doctor looks like. And then here you come and you just confuse them because you refuse to only tick one box. In this day and age that we live in, I honestly believe that you can't just be one thing. Um, we, we, we're multifaceted individuals. And I, I've seen this with myself and also trying to convince the world that you can be Sivu who is the doctor, but you can also be Sivu who is the, the academic, but also Sivu who is within the social scene as well. I'm, I'm also a person who loves fashion. Um, at some point, I'd love to have a fragrance out. But then the world always tells you that if you studied this one thing at school, this is what you need to be. And I honestly don't believe in that. Catherine Constantinides, as a climate activist and a human rights defender, you started marching to the beat of your own drum at a very early age. At the age of 16, I started my first business, and I did that in order to be able to fund a lot of the community projects that I was doing after school. And it was really a very interesting journey because as a young person, I had no idea about business. So not only were you already backing the system as a woman in business and as an environmentalist, but also, let's face it, as a very young person. I walked a long journey with many, many hard, difficult lessons, and at a young age, people didn't tell me about business. People didn't really want to share what, you know, what their failures were, what things I should look out for. There were great difficulties in trying to access money at a young age. There were very big difficulties because I was young, I was persecuted for that. So at a young age, I learned to lie about my age <laughs> and learned to tell people I was a lot older because they expected me to be a lot older than I was. And very often I found that I was the only woman around a table. And these were things that I didn't realize, but I would have to really grapple with my entire journey. I still today, almost 15 years later, still find myself in a boardroom where I am the only woman around the table. But I really think that it's our responsibility as women and young women who are leaders in our fields to not only open the door, but make sure that we can take as many other young women through that same door with us. Allegro Dinguanyane, the founder and CEO of Ogela Media, is one of the youngest owners of a 100% black-owned media company in South Africa at the age of 28. 
Allegro, you must have faced a similar journey building your group of companies. But one of the characteristics of being undefinable is that you don't tick all the usual boxes in your career trajectory. Yeah, I started my company very young, um, 21. I remember I was in third year um, at the University of Johannesburg about to write my final year exams. And I launched my blog, um, Orgel Entertainment, in October 2011. Then fast forward two years later, I had Orgel Communications, my PR agency. Then I was a publicist um, and I'm a qualified journalist, social media manager. So it's a lot. Um, when I started launching non-media um, entities in the company, everybody was like, but why such diversity? Now you're into property, now you're into um, organic farming. And I was like, well, it's something that I love doing and I'm also realistic with my journey. I'm not going to be in the media industry forever. Because there's this perception, especially with um, towards women, that you can't have it all. Um, it's either you sacrifice having a family and you know um, losing out on your business. You just can't balance it. And I'm like, but there's so many um, examples of women that are just doing amazing things. I mean, growing up, I wanted to be Oprah. Everybody knows that. Um, so why do we keep saying that you can't have it all? You have to either be a nine to five type of woman or be in entrepreneurship or just kind of be the stay at home mom and then figure it out. You know, and I'm like, no, I actually want to do it all and still have time to travel and um, inspire people and, you know, just go in and out of my office whenever I feel like it. And that's what I'm currently doing. You know, what's really interesting to hear is that this sort of gender stereotyping still happens even in an unconventional career path. But for you, Very Shaba, someone like you, a woman in the engineering field, it must have been especially challenging. When I started the degree, there were 50 women who were enrolled in the program. And by the time we graduated, there were about 10 of us. And I think the biggest thing is that representation matters. So, um, and even just the way that we're brought up matters because when we're young, girls get dolls and boys get cars. So by the time I get to university, I had to learn from scratch what a clutch is and how a clutch works. While the boys were, they knew it already. So I would say that there was definitely a bit of a struggle and pushing through that. And I think that being able to push through that in varsity helped me when I started my business. If you're listening to this podcast and it's moving you, making you think, making you look at how you define or don't define yourself, Investec Private Banking could be for a young professional like you. If you're under the age of 30, have a university degree, working in your field of study and consistently earn more than 600,000 rand a year, you could qualify for our full private banking offering at a reduced fee. Just go to investtech.com slash undefinables for more. Now back to our podcast series. Carmeny Pether, we all know you from winning MasterChef South Africa, but I'm not sure many people remember that you also studied towards a Bachelor of Commerce degree. So you weren't a complete babe in the woods when you had to launch your business, right? My career journey thus far has been a lot, a lot of things. After MasterChef, I started doing a lot of the entertainment stuff, which was I was the host and the producer on a TV show called Girl Eat World which was broadcast on Discovery World at the moment, but it's also been on the Food Network and the Travel Channel, um, as well as Netflix in North America. I did the sort of demo circuit uh, locally as well. I've been hosting radio. I have been creating recipes and social media strategy as well as content. And I guess now I am I'm finally sort of settling into this business part of myself where I get to flex what I learned in my, my Bachelor of Commerce in my undergrad. 
So what aspect of the business world did you find challenging? I don't think that there's been any sort of glaring failures. I do think that things that I've learned sort of focus around legal. I think naturally I'm not all that detail oriented and sometimes or up until quite recently I found that contracts can be quite intimidating because lawyers speak this legalese that us regular people just don't really know what's parting. So in the process I've learned about entertainment related sort of clauses things like usage or royalty or or you know those those sorts of bits and pieces and so I've learned to be able to read a contract and get a vague understanding of it but I've also learned to help, to ask for help because I think that at some stage you need to either get someone on legal on board um or ask your friends I mean we've all got legal friends so ask for help Anthony Bila, better known to his many followers as the expressionist, is a photographer and director who also runs his own side business, a design concept agency called Studio Bila. Anthony, let's talk about the importance of taking responsibility for those moments when you inevitably screw up. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because the roles that I occupied, uh, especially when I was still in advertising, were managing the crises of other people. So uh, brands would come to us and say, well, we've made a faux pas on social media and we're being lambasted and attacked. So our strategy was always to stay calm, assess what has been said or what has been done, and then revert with the solutions to the brands. Own up to the mistake, have an action plan of how you're going to address the mistake and change it. Um, but it's very hard for people to keep attacking you when you've, when you've acknowledged your mistake and you have an action plan to redress it or to change um, your company or the way that you work. So for me, um, I've been fortunate in that in my personal brand and in the things that I do, um, all those learnings I apply to myself to not get caught up in saying things that I shouldn't or commenting on things that I'm not an expert on. But Dr. Nogukanya Kanile, just like Dr. Sivu, you're a social media phenomenon, but still at your core, a passionate and dedicated physician. I imagine in your line of work, a mistake is often a little more serious than just address the mistake and change it. This is the most difficult one because mistakes do happen. But it's fine when the mistake is not yours. When the mistake is someone else's, it's fine. You can say no, this is what I did, this is what they did, this is how it happened. But having to say this action that I took was the reason that, you know, this complication happened. This um issue didn't occur or whatever happened in that situation is difficult because you have to be responsible. And being a responsible doctor means you have to be safe and you have to know what it is that you've done in a situation so that you never do it again but also so that you can help other people around you learn from that mistake and that's also difficult because you never want to be the one that says oh no i'm the person that made you remember that this and this should not be done you know that's a difficult thing to um have to accept because your colleagues also look at you that way you you know and i've had to learn to take it not so personally Wow, this has been a fascinating discussion. I hope that you will join me again for the next episode when our eight undefinables will share some of the hard lessons that they've had to learn on their unconventional career paths to help you along on yours. Just do what you want to do and do what you think you like and that will make you happy at the end of the day because when you go to sleep, you're the only person that's there with you. It's because you're your friends and no one else. And if you're not happy, then you're not living the life that you really want. So 
join me, Urisani Ravere, again for the next episode in the Ahead of the Curve podcast series, The Undefinables, proudly brought to out-of-the-ordinary people like you by Investec Private Banking. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.